Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cleared for Takeoff. I'm your host Gavin Rice and I want to share what I've learned in aviation both on the job, off the job, and what I've encountered everywhere in between. I just want to say that the last episode, getting to chat with my buddy Brandon, it was it was an absolute blast. And as I'm sure you can gather from listening to him, he's he's such a likable guy with a kind soul and has some great stories to share. And so if you haven't listened to that episode with Brandon where we talk about airline training, among other things, I, I highly recommend it. These follow-up episodes, you know, right after those interviews, it's it's kind of hard because I, I had such a good time and would rather have another guest on the show right away. And so I, I, I definitely plan on getting more people on this podcast because it, it's a great place to share our stories and give listeners an opportunity to learn about the wonders and challenges of an aviation career. And the, these episodes after interviewing Kellen and Brandon, like I said, they're, they're a little hard. Uh, they're hard acts to follow, uh, but I still have so much to share myself uh, in each week, and I'm, I'm going to keep that rolling. I have some more friends lined up for an interview, and, and so it's just a matter of figuring out our schedules to make that happen, but it is, it is coming up at some point. So interestingly, to, to follow up one piece of the conversation with Brandon uh, about how I, I don't fly too much being on reserve, well, that kind of changed all of a sudden. Every month when schedules first come out for the next month, there are usually a few leftover pairings that need to be assigned to crews. And more often than not, most of these extra pairings fall in the beginning of the month because many people will have pairings already on their schedule that roll over into the next month anyway. So you'll, you'll typically see a few extra pairings on the, uh, the open time board that, that you can pick up. Right now, as I have mentioned in past episodes, we, we still have an imbalance of first officers and captains particularly in our Boston base. And so many first officers like myself are sitting around and, and itching to fly. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon for me to go two to three weeks without flying before I'm, I'm finally used on reserve. And so when I can, I, I try and pick up these open time pairings to get some flying set on my schedule. Additionally, since I, I know these pairings are typically in the beginning of the month, what I can actually do is, is bid for the first six days off in the month. So in the case of May, back in April when I was bidding for this month of May, I bid for the first six days off knowing that there's a good chance there could be some open time. And sure enough, there was. And so I was able to pick up a couple of open time pairings. So this meant that uh, since these pairings, you know, I was picking these up what was going to originally be an off day because again I, I bid for those days off I'm gonna get more overall pay credit for the month because I'm, I'm essentially working overtime I'm, I'm sacrificing days off in order to fill in with more flying and and that's that's the main caveat is that now I have less days off but in my mind I'm okay with this because I'm, I'm essentially gambling on the fact that I won't be used for a while like I said it could be a two three four maybe even sometimes a five-week cycle of not getting used so even though on my schedule I technically only have eight days off for the month of May in, instead of the usual 12 the gamble is that you know I, I, I won't be called 
on all of my days on. And so they, they tend to feel like days off anyway, particularly because it's long call reserve. If it was short call reserve where I have a two hour call out notice, that's a little bit different because you're house tied and you have to be ready to go, bag packed, all squared away in the event that the company does call you. But in my case with long call, I have some more wiggle room because you know I could be out of town and even if the company throws something on my schedule, I'm gonna have at least a 12 hour notice. And in about 99% of all the times I've been used on long call, I get well over 12 hours. I've, I've had commonly two to a, a three day notice uh, when, when they're putting something on my grid. So it's, it's not too bad. Uh, and, and in this situation of, of picking up some open time and, and taking advantage of essentially working on my off days, because that's what it is, but because of that, I'm adding credit, adding pay to the month. So it's it's a kind of a cool way to cheat the system, so to speak. And and I know that that will not be the case forever because once things balance out between captains and first officers, it's it's hard to do that uh, because you are going to be used on reserve a lot more. And so those 12 days off are are really precious to have to hold on to. Uh, but for this month of May, I'm I'm making that that gamble, that sacrifice to see if. Hopefully I don't get called every single on day. So although it, this is a, a great way for me to get back into flying and, and like I mentioned, uh, a chance to make a little bit more money, it ended up turning into more flying than I had bargained for. So like I, I mentioned, my, my reserve assignments are, are few and far between. And I was, I was used, I think the last time I was used was in the beginning of April to sit out of base reserve in Chicago for three days but I wasn't used at all, so I, I did not actually fly. And the last time I had worked before that was March 23rd at the career fair, which I, I had made an episode about, And but that wasn't flying, that was tabling an event. But since that was technically working for the company, it reset my, my call out period. So that's why uh, that was considered as being used to fly even though I, I did not fly. So the last time I had actually flown was March 6th. So here I am planning for this trip on May 1st, you know, some 50 plus days later to, to finally get back into the flight deck for a three day trip. So it would, uh, it would have gone from May 1st to May 3rd, and then I would have May 4th off, and then another day trip on, on May 5th that I picked up. So in total, that's, that's four days of flying, which I thought would be great. But what I did not plan on happening was getting used on my reserve days leading up to that first week of May. So April 28th through the 30th were just normal long call reserve days. But a few days prior to that, I got a three day trip thrown right on my schedule. So this meant that I was now going to have a three day trip back to back with another three day trip right after. And then just a day off on the 4th and then again on the fifth, another day trip. So all in all, it's seven days of, of flying within eight days. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, it's something I think originally on the schedule it was it was about thirty hours of flying. Uh, and I, the last time I flew thirty hours in a month, let alone the the span of just over a week, was probably back when I was fresh out of training and, and having to consolidate my hours to get those first hundred hours of flight time. So I, you, you might imagine it was it was quite overwhelming and to, to put a cherry on top of it all i have something exciting that is happening on may 4th 
as I, I mentioned uh, that th this is that one day off uh, in between all the flying, but this is the only day I could fit in for the month of May. Thursday, it's, uh, it's the 4th of May. Uh, it's the only day I could fit in an interview. That's right, it's, it's an interview. Uh, I could not fit it in any other day in May without dropping reserve days or, or trying to mix things up. So this is my opportunity to, to make this happen. So you're, you're probably wondering, what is this interview for? Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I, I want to keep an open mind about any of these opportunities that arise, so I'm not really going to talk much about the interview right now because as of the recording of this episode, I'm still preparing for the interview and I have not gone to it yet. <laughs> And so I'm just waiting to get through that and uh, you know, make sure that the interview is successful. And, and if, I, if I get the job, I get through their training, I will be uh, moving on to a different company. And so that's all I'm going to really say. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, just out of fear of jinxing myself. I'm, I'm not even going to mention what company it is, where the interview is, or, or any other details. All I can tell you is I have an interview. That's, that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> uh, but either either way, this is going to be um, either some good news or 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 it's going to be something to you know, something I can work on to improve my chances in, in a future interview. I mean, it's it's a learning experience, and I, I'm very excited about it. And I, I've had some really great support already from uh, quite a few friends who have uh, written some letters of recommendations for me, given me some interview questions to help me practice. Uh, one of those friends was Brandon, um, which, again, we, we did that uh, interview for, for last week's episode. And, and after we were done recording that episode, we, we first went out, we got a bite, a bite to eat, and then uh, we hung out for a couple hours. And, and he was uh, hitting me with some questions that he had uh, for me to practice. And it, it felt really good to answer them out loud in front of someone instead of just kind of going over them in my head. And it's, it's really amazing how the mind can think that, oh, yeah, I've got this. I'm going to perform really well. But when you step up to the plate, I mean, you, you can really freeze. And so having these practice runs is, is a great way to exercise the brain and get you in the frame of mind for an interview. And, and Brandon gave me some really great feedback. Uh, one of the, the main takeaways was that I have a tendency to, to ramble on a little bit on, on some of these stories that, you know, a traditional interview question, tell me about a time when this, you know, T-M-A-A-T, tell me about a time when this happened, tell me about a time when that happened. And I, I tend to, to ramble on a little bit. I've got some great examples to answer a lot of these questions, these practice questions that uh, hopefully if you know, I'll, I, some of the questions in this interview are not going to surprise me and come out of left field. But um, so I have I have plenty of examples, but I have a tendency to ramble a little bit. And so I, I need to tighten things up, make it a little bit more concise to really, you know, answer the question fully and, and not ramble on more than more than a minute or two minutes. So Brandon, I mean, th thank you so much for that help. That was some great advice, uh, and I'm, I'm taking that with me and continually practicing. You know, he told me, yeah, practice in front of the mirror and just talk out loud. Uh, even if you're in an empty room, just talk out loud. It, it's better than just thinking in your head. And a shout out to Trevor as well, who he gave me a different packet of interview questions that he had as well. And so uh, between him and, and Brandon, I've, I've got a boatload of questions to go over to practice for this, this interview. 
Uh, and so I've, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten Callan, I've gotten Brandon, and, and Trevor's the other one, uh, one of many who I really want to get on the show. Uh, he's got some great stories to share as well. So thanks, thanks again to, to Trevor, who gave me some great questions and uh, had a few tips for me as well for this, this upcoming interview. Funny enough, when, when this episode airs, uh, it, as long as I get all the edits done and everything, it should be coming out the usual release date here on, on Friday, May 5th, that'll be. Uh, the interview will have already happened. And so here's to hoping it went really well. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you an update on the next episode. But like I said, I'm keeping an open mind because even if the interview is successful and I get the job, I have to pass all the background checks, which I won't have trouble with. I've got a clean background. Thank you very much. But uh, it, you know, you have to get through the training program. Uh, it's more than just interviewing and getting a job. It's it's a, a pretty lengthy process. So I, I probably won't dive too in depth with the, the results of the interview until I, I get a good grasp of, of where I'm headed moving forward. But anyway, that's kind of a, a quick life update of what's been going on. Again, I, I went from being on reserve, getting called not too often to all of a sudden, you know, I, I'd planned for this, this open time, a couple of open time pairings that I picked up and threw on my schedule. And then all of a sudden scheduling puts another trip on mine that's right before it. And so I had all of a sudden these back to back three day trips. And the, the first one that happened as I'm recording this right now, I've already gotten through that first three day trip. And, and right now I'm in the middle of the, the second three day trip, the original, the, the open time pairing. I'm, I'm here in Burlington, Vermont right now in the hotel recording this. Uh, the the reserve trip that happened at the end of April, the last day was going to be four legs, and I was supposed to get in back to Boston at like 9.30, 10 p.m., something like that. So I wouldn't realistically get home till 11.30 p.m. probably. And then this trip that I'm on right now was going to report at 12, 12 o'clock, 12.30 the next day. And so that's not a lot of time at home. That's barely 12 hours of time. By the time I'm done driving, get out, you know, it's it's roughly 12 hours, which is not a lot of time to all of a sudden, you know, get home, repack the suitcase, get everything all squared away. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of time. And then with this interview in between the end of this three-day trip and the day trip, it means that at the end of the trip I'm on right now, I'm not actually going home. I'm just going back to the car to change out my suitcase and grab my suit and right back to the airport to head on uh, on my way to my interview. And so it's just a lot that's that's going on. And so in order to simplify things, what I had done is the trip that I'm on right now is um, it's supposed to have a four legs on the last day and it's supposed to end with a, a Baltimore turn. So we'll go, I forget what the last day where we're coming from. Uh, I think it's LaGuardia, LaGuardia, Boston. Then it was supposed to be um, Boston to Baltimore and Baltimore back to Boston or something. So I guess that's technically three legs, but you get the idea that it's it's an extra, an extra bit of flying that if I'm already coming back earlier, why don't I just try and get out of it? So uh, what I did is I, I posted this one on the trade board which allowed any other first officers who had the time and wanted to get some extra flying in, they could they could scarf that up, they could take that from me. So I, I posted it and I think 20 minutes later a guy picked it up and so uh, it benefits both of, the, both of us. It gives me more time to uh, prepare for my interview and then it gives this other guy some flight time. 
Uh, so I was able to do that for the trip that I'm currently on. And then for the, the reserve assignment that I had, uh, the last day, which was, as of this recording, it was just a couple days ago, yeah, April 30th, it was going to be a long day, four legs. Uh, I think we were going to go, gosh, what was it? LaGuardia, or no, Burlington to LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Boston, Boston to Baltimore, Baltimore back to Boston. So four legs total, long day. It was going to be a 12-hour duty day, and with four legs based on report time, the maximum was 13 hours anyway. Now, you can get a two-hour extension, but as, as a pilot, we can also deny that if, if we so choose. And so <laughs> the 30th was quite a day in New York's airspace, and the entire Northeast for that matter. There's just a lot of low clouds, uh, some winds, just a lot of junk weather. And, you know, the running joke is there's a single cloud in New York's airspace and all hell breaks loose. I mean, it was it was pretty backed up. So we got a lot of these edicts, these EDCTs, which are the the uh, the flow times, your, your slots that get all adjusted to go uh, to get to your destination airport. Uh, it stands for estimated departure clearance time, if, if you're wondering. Uh, and so a lot of those times got changed and we had huge delays. So now looking at the, the footprint of the trip, or, or that last day rather, it looked like I was going to be possibly duting out, you know, get, exceeding my duty time, exceeding that limit. And so they would have definitely had to extend me into that two hours. And I could have denied that, but then, you know, if that had happened and I was in Baltimore, well, now I'm stuck in Baltimore. So what I was going to attempt, and I was successful, is that I called crew scheduling to see if I could drop that last turn from Boston to Baltimore, Baltimore back to Boston. And they, uh, I remember when I first called, they put me on hold for a good 10 minutes or so. And I was just sitting there chatting with the, the flight attendants while we were waiting for our, our inbound plane. And they said, oh, that's, that's good. If you're on hold, that's a good sign. That means they're working things out. <laughs> and sure enough, like I said, I think 10 minutes later, they came back, hey, uh, here's the good news. Uh, we dropped you from that turn, and you will be released at such and such time. So that meant that that last day of four legs just turned into two legs for me. And so I, I got to head home a little bit earlier uh, so that I had closer to 15, 16 hours at home instead of just 12 hours at home. And so that was that was huge because I got home by dinner time instead of late at night, and that just gave me a lot more time to prepare for the trip that I'm on right now, and, and gave me more time to gather all my stuff together for uh, for this interview coming up. So that was huge. I remember the the captain I was flying with; he's a great guy, and, and the flight attendants they were all giving me a hard time, uh, you know, jokingly, um, just giving me a hard time about the fact that I was getting out of this trip, the 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 last two legs of the trip, and they had to to continue on. So. They weren't too happy about that, but they they said, "Hey, I would have done the same thing if I was in your shoes." So, <laughs> so it it's worked out for me, and and it it means that I'm not uh, not flying too much because there, there's definitely you know I I love to fly, I love to stay busy, but there's a threshold. Everyone has a threshold that you just sometimes you can't afford to cross that because it's going to be detrimental. You know, you're going to get fatigued, you're going to get overwhelmed, and for me being used to long call reserve where I'm at home and, and kind of this two, three, sometimes four week cycle of not even working. It's, it's challenging to go from that where I'm, you know, I've got all this stuff going on at home and I'm staying busy there, but then all of a sudden get brought back into work and it just all 
happens at once kind of hits me in the face it's it's a lot and so I, I didn't want to overdo it and so being able to drop the Baltimore turn on the reserve assignment and also the Baltimore turn on this uh, current open time pairing that I'm on right now it helped so much so I, I guess there's something to do with Baltimore that uh, I'm avoiding it <laughs> I don't think I've actually even ever flown into Baltimore so I don't know if I'm missing anything or not but uh, <laughs> you guys can tell me in the comments <laughs> So anyway, that uh, I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, but again, I've got some more preparations to do with this interview, and and uh, I'm I'm staying way busier than uh, I thought I was going to be <laughs> uh, just a, f- a couple weeks ago. So a lot of things are happening. I'm I'm excited to to keep you guys up to date with that. Again, I'm gonna keep an open mind with regard to this interview. We'll see how it goes. You know, I I gotta get through that. I gotta actually get the job offer and then and then I got to make it through training at this next job but I'm just going to leave it at that for now Uh, I know it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger but there will definitely be more updates to come because it's it's possibly another training environment coming ahead and so there's all kinds of things to share with you in the meantime I've I've got people lined up to do some interviews at some point and I've got plenty of other content to share so that's the plan moving forward. Again, this is a bit of a shorter episode, kind of just a, a recap of what's happening the last week or so. But but that uh, that wraps up this week's episode of Clear for Takeoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got to now do a little bit more interview prep before I got a report. We're going to go Burlington to LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Rochester, and Rochester back to LaGuardia. So not four legs like it was uh, yesterday, but it's still a pretty long day today. And uh, so I got to get ready for today's day. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back next week, and until then, as always, fly safe.